Y'all got your drink fellas. Got my drink. It was like, ooh, our lips look so good. I got good everything, Chuck. What else you got good, Al? Take a look at that picture I sent you. Ooh. I just figured I'd get the girls a little preview <laughs> of the spring summer collection, aka okay. my body. It is TGIF. This is what y'all came for, right? Y'all came for this. Like a schoolboy. Welcome back to TGIF. What's up, y'all? We're back with TGIF with two of the most fabulous men in the business. We're here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready for this hot tea. Okay, now let me introduce my co-host. Please welcome multimedia personality and talk show host, Funky Dineva. Hey, Funky. Hey. I'm serving schoolboy, paperboy, realness this year. Oh, Lord. Hey, hey, and please welcome brand strategist Al Reynolds. Hey, what's up, Claudia? Happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Right? This month, this year has gone by so fast. It's already September. September. Yeah. Is that wrapping paper you got around your neck, Al? No, I can't do this with you right now. Claudia, he got his his beard painted on. Wrapped around her neck now, not me. He got his beard painted on all night. (laughs) Uh, He said he got the flow rider. <laughs> Come on, Beijing. <laughs> this is going to TGIF in front of you by Beijing. Go ahead I said, Q, go ahead and get it out. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Good to see y'all. And, you know, we were going to try to come to Miami this weekend, but right. I don't know what's happening with this weather. Right. If Q, if, if if we could get you to look outside every once in a while. <laughs> He's like a Let vampire. Us. A bat. I would sleep all day today. It could be a whole zombie apocalypse. The world could have came to an end today, and I would literally have no idea. I have not been outside nor looked outside once today. It's like Hurricane Larry coming through. I don't know her. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I hope it doesn't hit because, Al, you still going to go? Well, you know, I have my I have my flight booked, but um, I'm not going to Miami to sit in a hotel. So I'm gonna check the weather. If the weather's bad, I'm not going. Cause you don't want your beard to melt in the rain. Because <laughs> <laughs> now, now you can't get wet. <laughs> oh, you better wait. Move on, Claudia, before I lay into this one right here. Ooh, let me see. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay. All right, let's get into some hot some hot topics. All right, so let me put my glasses on for this. All right. A Colorado grand jury indicted three police officers and two paramedics involved in the August 2019 death of Elijah McClain. Now, Elijah, 23-year-old black man, stopped by the police while walking home from a store. He was put in a uh, carotid carotid hold and injected with ketamine. Remember that case? That was awful. So Aurora police officers uh, uh, were indicted on charges of manslaughter and criminally neglect homicide as part of a 32 count indictment what are your thoughts i'm glad this story is finally getting some attention because it it happened a while ago what are your thoughts on the family possibly receiving justice al what you think well let me tell you this there's so much to unpack here with this but we do want to start with praising governor polis for bringing this case back to light because you know this was put uh to to sleep by the old attorney general adam young so we have to give thumbs up to uh governor polis now the new attorney general is bringing like claudia said five five uh five individuals three are police officers and two are paramedics 
on 32 criminal charges. Now, let me tell you what's so interesting. For people who don't know, Elijah is only 5'6", and he weighs 140 pounds. Allegedly, they administered ketamine. The, the amount of ketamine was for an individual that was 6'2", 225 pounds. So the belief is that that ketamine is what threw him into cardiac arrest in addition to the trauma that he received from the three officers on top of him. Now, let me tell you what makes it even more interesting Then I'm going to pass this to Q. Now, the three officers that got indicted, one of them got fired by the police station because he showed up at Elijah McClain's memorial, his funeral. So two, a total of three officers from that police department showed up at that funeral and they got released of their duties for showing up at the funeral. And the last thing is, I promise you, you need to watch out for Rosenbelt uh, Black. Rosenblatt is the officer that got released for going to the memorial. I think they're going to work a plea deal. He's going to tell the truth. And we're going to find out that this young man was killed by those paramedics and those police officers. Stay tuned. Out of curiosity, why would they get fired for going to the memorial? Is this is it like some sort of admission of guilt or something? Well, I would assume probably they released him because they were afraid that he was going to tell what really happened. Because there were so many incidents in the report where the cameras, the body cams were turned off. The body cams were laid in the grass. They wouldn't release the body cam. It took forever to release the body cam. This was a botched job at its best. So I feel like when the officer who was a part of this, he felt so bad that he showed up at the memorial and went with two co-workers, they said, oh, shit, he's getting ready to snitch. So they released him of his duties. What a sad story. I remember when it came out, the story, he was, you know, telling the police officers he's sorry, you know, like pleading with them. And he just didn't seem like a threat. You can't be a threat at five, six, 140, five, six and 140 pounds. <laughs> Every single last one of those uh, uh, guys on that photo looked like they could play for the damn Buffalo Bills. I mean, look at, look at them, some, them some healthy hillbillies. All right. He was not a threat. And on, in addition, you can remember from reading the uh, article and the reports, the paramedics at first weren't administering any type of assistance, even though he was claiming he couldn't breathe. I hope they put all five of them underneath the jail. And the only one that I hope that they put, you know, give a little bit of slack to would be the one that comes forth and tells the truth and works a plea deal. And I'm going to so, tell you something. That ketamine is strong. I have witnessed people do it recreationally in the club and they literally turn into zombies uh -huh. when they are on that doggone drug. So for them to have given that boy basically double the dosage, double the dosage. definitely that's what caused his cardiac arrest. Right. And it's a sedative. So that that boy, he don't need much. He's five, six. He's like, he's like a little kid. It's yeah. almost like stopping an eighth grader. And you got those three grown men stopping an eighth grader and harassing them and saying that he tried to take one of their guns for them. Really? The bigger problem is, once again, it's their overall attitude towards black lives. I mean, they didn't even right. stop to think maybe this kid's having an episode. Maybe he's autistic. That's maybe right. he's, you know what I mean? It's, it's obnoxious. I'm so sick And of it. he was so little. They could have just pushed him down on the ground. I mean, come Clearly. on. Baby. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Little Nas X is preparing to give birth to his debut album, Montero. And the Internet is going crazy after he posted his pregnant photos of himself promoting the album. Now the caption reads, surprise. I can't believe I'm finally announcing this. My little bundle of joy, Montero, is due September 17, 2021. Are you guys feeling his promo 
visuals. What do y'all think? My fellow brother in gayness, <laughs> I just, I don't know what to do with Little Nas X anymore, right? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm the biggest advocate of freedom of expression. I love him. I love everything he's doing. But it just gets to a point where the jig has to be up. Like, and I get it. He Little Nas X is the troll of trolls. He is getting off on exciting and offending and upsetting and riling up homophobes and heterosexual people. I get it. You've done it. It's been done now. Like, give me, give me more. And don't get me wrong. He makes good music. And then on the flip side of things, people could say, all right, this has got people talking. Like, it's great press. It's great promo. Rarely am I double-minded. I just don't know where I am with this one. Well, we can all agree that, you know, he, he knows how to create an uproar, you know, because the trolls had a lot to say about his post. Comedian Donnell Rawlings reposted Little Nas X promo photo with the caption, I'm with freedom of whatever. But at this point, Little Nas is fuck effing with the minds of kids. What are your thoughts? How do I explain this to my son? And then the founder of Apex tweeted, why no one talking about Billy Ray Cyrus? Everything he touches turns to Satan. Nas was a nice kid with Old Town Road. Billy did the remix and Nas sucking off the devil. Same shit for Miley Cyrus. She was a good kid. Then Billy introduced her to the devil. Beware the mullet, folks. Do you think people are overreacting or is it just homophobia? What, what do you think, Al? I mean, can we please, 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 please. This has nothing to do with this young man's sexuality. Can we please talk about his antics? Come on, y'all. Put that picture back up. He is he is pretending as if he's pregnant. He's pretending. This is a young man pretending that he's pregnant. Like, are we going to pretend like this isn't what we're seeing? It's the antics for me. This, to me, puts him in the same category as uh, Kanye West. Like, where are, what happened to artists that sell music the traditional way and launch and roll out the traditional way? Like with Drake. You saw Drake, didn't, he's, he, didn't have, he don't have a belly in his stomach. He's not catching himself on fire, but he is now number one number one in streaming. So he topped Kanye, Kanye West streaming. What happened to that? And, and to be honest, let me tell you, the one thing that he does have perfect is that he knows how to get likes and he knows how to get media coverage. But I personally feel like he's still chasing the fame that he got from Old Town Boy or Old Town Song, whatever that is. And he's just out here in these streets, in my opinion, doing too much when he needs to be laying back and just leaning on his talent and not his antics. I'm done with it. It just is, he's pregnant. It's, it, it's no. Mm -mm. Two things for me. He's starting to become um, clownish. Lizzo is. Lizzo West, yep. where you're yeah, a dope artist, but now we're, you're a dope artist. But now we talk more about the antics than about the music, and they're both talented. That's one. Number two, um, as a woman, right? Could I make a case with this overly sensitive world now that you're appropriating a, a, what a woman can do and giving birth? It's annoying to me to see a man pretending to have a baby. Yes, I get it's an artistic creation, and y'all can come for me if you want to. I can say what the hell I want to say. It's like. It's a little obnoxious when I see that. I'm like, really, dude? 
like, you know, okay, the makeup, the lashes, the, the, the this, the that, the deep V, the sexy clothes, the, the bad bitch antics, but now pregnancy. Can we keep anything? Can I, can I, can we keep, I, can we keep? You know, I, I want to add one thing though. I want to add one thing to parents out there and heterosexual people. The quickest way to display your homophobia is to use this what about the kids excuse, right? Like everybody, the mm-hmm. minute, what about the kids? What about the kids? Donnell Rollins, how do I explain this to my child? If you can't explain to your child that a man has on makeup and prosthetics, then you've got bigger problems than explaining to him that a man's got on makeup and prosthetics. Let's not pretend like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito did not do a whole movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger carrying babies. And let's not pretend like Robin Williams did a whole movie called Miss Doubtfire, dressed as a woman. Let's not pretend... Eddie Murphy has not did a whole movie dressed as Rasputia Lattimore and everybody laughed and Kiki. Let's not pretend like Tyler Perry didn't build his entire empire on the Medea character. So let's not act like it's such a complex theory and rocket science to explain to children that this man has on prosthetics. I think think the issue for me is, and I understand where you're coming from, they are actors and they're doing a role for a movie. I just think he's an artist and he should be singing and dancing and not not all these antics. I think the same thing about Kanye and, and Kanye is a straight black male. I just feel like the antics are too much. They trump your talent. And it's just at this point, it just seems desperate. It seems like you're chasing a high and that you're compromising your soul for this ratings and these likes and this press. That to me defeats the whole purpose of being a great artist. And, you know, it's funny because while I agree and I'm annoyed as well, I also think this is a slippery slope because who are we to tell anybody how they should do their creative expression? And that's how he woke up and felt. I mean, listen, I've developed I've built a whole career off of a character that wears wigs. You know what I'm saying? It's just Mm -hmm. what I felt in the moment. So. While it is too much and it is annoying, I, I, I also have to give him a, a, a bit of grace. And if, if he woke up and felt like a pregnant Virgin Mary, then, then that's just what he felt like. All right, now, you do, <laughs> you go get a drink. <laughs> go get a drink. Go get a drink, please. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. All right, all right. We're going to take a quick break. And let's all get a drink during this quick break. And we'll be right back with more TGIF. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, back to the hot topics. Now, on Wednesday, for the first time since R. Kelly and Aaliyah's 1994 wedding, the minister who officiated that ceremony testified under subpoena at Kelly's criminal uh, trial. Sources are saying that Kelly's marriage to the late Aaliyah is the central part of the Brooklyn prosecutor's case because Aaliyah was only 15 and R. Kelly was 27 when they tied the knot. Now, Minister Edmund testified that he had never met Kelly or Aaliyah before that day, the day of their wedding and that he'd been asked by a mutual friend to officiate as a favor. Edmund says the couple were wore matching jogging suits with one leg on the jogging suit up to the knee. <laughs> so ghetto. And he stated that you couldn't see Aaliyah's whole face because her hair was covering, uh, covering half of it. Does this shock you, these details about the marriage? I mean, I feel like it was like folklore for a long time. Like, did they or didn't they? But now we're hearing people that were actually there officiating the wedding. What do y'all think about this? I think Aaliyah family ain't shit. For the life of me, I don't understand how your 15-year-old child is out of your company long enough to A, get knocked up by a grown-ass man, B, go down to a courthouse and get pregnant, C, go get an abortion. I just don't understand it. Um... You know, this was folklore for a long time. Um, Excuse me. 
a lot of what this girl went through could have been uh, prevented had she had proper supervision and had people been looking over her well-being and not dollar signs. I think it is sad and sick, but I've got a better question. I want to know for all of those R. Kelly defenders out there, because he's got a strong following of people that just ride or die for him. I want to know, has their support changed now that it has come out that he started messing with boys? You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing that has thrown me. It was it was in the uh, the last testimony prior to this one that he lured a little boy, a lured a guy talking about his musical interest, told him how he could help him, then got down on his knees and started performing oral sex on the young man, and he was 17 years old. I'm curious to know for all of y'all, he didn't do it. Why he coming back so late? Well, this is old. Has y'all support now changed? And that y'all found that he messing around with little boys. Good question. Al, what do you think? <laughs> Q, you unpacked that whole story right there. You know, I, I listened to his, uh, I listened to her Uncle Barry. You guys, I don't think you probably heard it too. And he uh, spoke with uh, Ricky Smiley and um, So So Brad. Um, and he said in the statement that when he heard at that time about what was going on with Aaliyah, he was very troubled. But what he did was he went and prayed with uh, Minister Farrakhan. So I agree with Funky. Where, where, why didn't anyone step in? They saw it, they knew it, but they decided to turn a blind eye to it. I think this is an example of a failed parent, a failed uh, uncle, a failed cousin. Anybody that was around that saw this happening should take some type of accountability in this situation and about, about this and about the young man, Q. The thing that I thought was really funny about that story is R. Kelly was known or allegedly to pick up young ladies at McDonald's. This is nothing. We've seen a thousand reports on it. And this particular day, he asked a young man to slide his number to a young employee, underage employee at McDonald's, and he offered also slid the young man his number. And like you said, he invited him back to the house. But the twist on this was the first time the young man went to R. Kelly's house was with who? His parents. His parents escorted him to the house to an event, to a listening event. And it was after that that he would sneak back to the house and see R. Kelly and participate in sexual acts with him. Mm. When I was 14, 15, my mother ruled with such an iron fist. Like there was no spend the night at someone's house. She didn't know. I couldn't even like make up all that stuff. She was like, at the time it was annoying, but I appreciate it later on. Like no one could touch me like that. You know what I mean? Like it was hard for me to go out there and do anything. And 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 you just letting uh someone, your, your child be with a, a 27 year old star that's used to getting all the ass thrown at him that he wants. Mm-hmm. It was it's money, unbelievable. unbelievable. In, in this particular case, Barry, the uncle, owned the record label, right, that she was signed to and R. Kelly was signed to. And her mother was her manager. So I don't know, did they get it? Was it foggy because they wanted her to be successful and they were like, we have to do what we have to do in order to make sure my daughter's dreams come true? I don't know. This is this is just sad to me. It just appears to me that in all these cases, parents played a part in all of these in this equation they sold the daughter and it sounds ugly and and i hate to rub salt in the wounds of somebody who has lost a child but i know that they're not sleeping easy at night 
now that all these details are coming out, there is no way around saying you were a horrible parent. You did not protect your child and there is no excuse for it. As many show business parents out there, there is no reason why at 15 years old, this girl was left unattended. Child stars are not nothing new. This is not new. You know what I'm saying? Y'all were too busy looking at the paycheck that her coochie was able to bring in. And that's all y'all cared about. Well, wow. speaking of coochie, Hazel E <laughs> is being criticized for promoting a website where you can, you can sell, use intimate items like Monkey underwear. Coochie. <laughs> Let's take a look. So I found this amazing website where you can sell like, you know, used intimate items such as, you know, these you know, underwear. And um, it's for like fans. So despite all the backlash, Hazel E is not, is, isn't backing down from supporting the brand after posting the following comment. Bitches is selling pussy, making porno tapes, sucking milk on OnlyFans, and y'all mad because I got a nice bag to promo a new website that could help women make money from home. Miss me with the BS. If you don't want to be on that platform, don't. What I eat don't make you shit. What are your thoughts on Hazel E supporting the brand? And is the lack of being sanitary worth Ooh. collecting a check? Now, she almost died in Turkey getting her coochie made of clay, and she thinks somebody want to smell it. <laughs> we got COVID, Delta Sigma Theta going around now, COVID, Mu Lambda Pi going around, and she thinks somebody want to smell it. Girl, you look like Fiona from Shrek. It probably smelled like Shrek, and you think somebody want to smell it. This girl is so lame to me. Like, if you look up lame in the dictionary, her face would be, how lame do you have to be to do this? And here's the thing, right? You had a level of celebrity. Wasn't she a publicist at one point? Yeah, that's how she started. Her claim to fame was she worked with Chris Brown and all these type of people. She must have been a publicist intern because anybody with a tangible, employable skill set they go out and they work and get the bag the legit way. Don't nobody want to smell your stinking old coochie. And I'm here to tell you, the man you with do not love you. Because <laughs> any man who loved his woman would not want her rubbing her cooch and panties and selling them to other perverts across the doggone internet. He does not love you and you do not love yourself. <laughs> her antics. So she's promoting the website that sells these things, not not her doing it herself. Yes, she did. No, she she has. They according to the report, she has six items that she is. Um, I'm trying to help her out here. I'm trying. I'm trying. Okay, to I'm help sorry. Her. She I'm has trying. six items. Uh, it could be less. Five or six items that she's posted, and one of those items um, actually is a used sweating one. Now let me tell you. You know, I, I gotta say I don't have a problem with this. If she needs to make the money, she needs the money. She she's not no longer on uh, uh, Love and Hip Hop. Um, the Zeus check is, is probably cash and already deposit. That happened last year. She hasn't worked ever since. So I totally get it. I'm not going to hate on your hustle. But young lady, let me share something with you. You got to remember your sweat and your hair is DNA. 
And if you ship that to someone, they can take that DMA, DNA and use it to the bad, which means they can put that on, like say the young lady or whoever, use your underwear and use your, use your stuff and have sex and kill somebody. They can use that evidence. That evidence would trace back to you. I would, don't y'all do this? Sweat, hair, blood, all of that is DNA. This is not a good idea. But in, in her defense, well, not, well, aren't they auctioning off a pair of used Michael Jordan shorts or underwear that's going for like some big bucks right now? Y'all hear about that? I haven't, but I would give him the same advice. He better make sure there's no hair, no sweat, no nothing in that, the, in that piece of whatever he's sharing. You know what it is for me? It's like, okay, if I was Barbara from Wisconsin, I could totally get this. If I was Susan from Boise, Idaho, I could totally get this. For what it's worth and for whatever we think about her, Hazel E has a certain level of access and a certain level of celebrity that she can leverage if she got more creative and stopped being lazy. This is intellectually lazy. It's mm. just lazy. And it's further evidentiary of the fact that you got an overinflated sense of self. Hazel E, nobody looks at you like the person that they want to sniff their doggone panties. You're not Kim Kardashian. Maybe we'll smell hers. Maybe we'll smell Naomi Campbell's. We'll burn your panties. Don't nobody want to smell that old tired ass <laughs> pussycat. <laughs> so your thing is more because it's her, not, not the actual yes. business. Yeah, my thing is more because it's her. Like You don't have to do this. That's Maybe why it's so lame. It is just lame. Like everybody know when you fall off, you're supposed to go get a real estate license and sell a house. <laughs> or yeah, you're supposed to go do you supposed to go do taxes. Uh, why that step? I would have rather her did PPP fraud than it be out here trying to sell put put panties. Okay. Like, <laughs> Don't be talking about people that prepare taxes, boy. <laughs> I'm just surprised that like there's just such a there's a market for this kind of stuff. You know, that people want this stuff. I remember being on the prices right. I would get these weird perverts that would want to mail in a pair of pantyhose and say, wear these all day and send them back. I'm like, absolutely the fuck like why? What's wrong with you people that want to buy this shit? Mm -hmm. I'm mad there's a market for it. I'm not. Well, if you want donkey panties. Go to hazelee.com and oh I have the whole animal farm. <laughs> All right, let's try to squeeze this story in before the break. It seems like Dr. Dre is still feeling bitter after he was ordered to pay his ex-wife, Nicole Young, $300,000 a month in spousal support. Now the rapper filed a lawsuit. He accused her of embezzling funds from his recording studio business. Now she's saying they both had access to the business account and claimed she was justified in taking the money because her name was on the account and she was still married to Dre at the time. Are you shocked that he's... Uh, filing this lawsuit and stooping this low? Well, what do you think? I think it's petty. I think it's petty as hell. Uh, for people like me, you and Al, $300,000 is a lot of money, a whole lot of money. But for him, we already realized he's worth whatever, whatever, whatever billion. And I already crunched the math last time. And, and we figured out that he could pay her $300,000 a month for the next 222 years. So that being said, it's going to cost him more in legal fees than he is going to recoup if she is found guilty. I don't understand why people like this can't just move on and they want to stay bonded to one another, caught up in the yeah. doggone courts. Mm -hmm. I think Dr. Dre should just let it go. Win, lose, or draw, mm -hmm. even if she did steal it, 
$300,000 for him is like $10 to us. You know, we're going to see this. I mean, we, I, we, I talked about this before. We're going to see this ongoing with Dr. Dre. This is a typical, ta- typical tactic that a person with money does with someone that is requesting money. What he does is he just builds up legal fees and he subtract that from um, what he feels like he owes her. So he, this is just a tactic. This is how he wears her down. But let me, you guys, did you all remember I told you about the daughter and I told him that he needed to handle the daughter because it does not look right. Did y'all see in this article how the article turned it was two sentences about the embezzlement and the rest of the article was about his daughter being homeless i told him to handle that because it was not going to look good we don't have empathy for you dr drake because your wife embezzled money because your daughter took up the whole article because she's homeless handle your daughter and then we might have some sympathy for anything that you say about what's going on in your divorce All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more TGIF when we return. Welcome back to TGIF. Everybody in the chat, we see you in the chat. Give us a thumbs up if you are enjoying the show. And put some threes up if you want us to be on three times a week. Yeah, That's right. Some threes. Al, you done chewing? What you eating over there? Some. some... <laughs> How you come back from break? Like a little kid that got caught. Really? I got a bunch of meat. I got me a, a Chinese restaurant rib. That mug is good. I'm sorry. Oh, we back. This is this the is most ghetto, ghetto panel ever. Ghetto. Ghetto. We were back. They're they gonna call your ass to the HR department. Hold <laughs> <laughs> <Get rolled> up. <laughs> oh, you don't. Let's let's wait for you to finish. Go ahead and swallow. I can't believe I hate y'all. <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. The brand strategist too coming back eating ghetto at eating ribs. Mind you, I got a whole plate of potato salad and cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, the most ghetto panel ever. <laughs> All right, y'all, let's get into this. Recently, reality TV star Dog the Bounty Hunter had sat down with E.T.'s Kevin Frazier and responded to his daughter Bonnie Chapman's allegations that he's a racist, homophobic cheater. Now, the reality star said he uh, has more black friends than Eminem and said the brothers, the brothers gave him a pass to use the N-word, which doesn't make him a racist. Hunter also said the only reason people label him as a racist is because of a leaked phone call between him and his son where he used the N-word six times in a rant that got him canceled at A&E. The question is simple. Why do white people want to say the N-word so bad? And why do they? Why? 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 The only thing, the only reason people call me racist is because of the leaked phone call where I used the N-word six times. The only thing, <laughs> right? I mean, the only thing, <laughs> and what brothers, the brothers, the brothers said I could, what brothers? Um, <clears throat> yeah, dog, I, 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 I can't even talk him out of this one. I mean, well, what go ahead, let's break, let's break this all the way down because, first of all, show the picture again. Please, when you look at that picture, that screams racist and homophobe to me. That's number one. 
Now, if we could put the picture away, let's just talk about what really happened here, all right? So, the, uh, Claudia, the daughter that he has an issue with is because she supported Black Lives Matter movement, and she went mm -hmm. out in the community with making posters and everything, and she called him and told, she, he called her and told her that you are embarrassing me. That's number one, okay? Number two, the gay daughter that he said, I'm not homophobic because I have a gay daughter. He did not invite the gay daughter to the wedding or the daughter to the wedding because the daughter has also a black boyfriend to the wedding. So what are you if you don't invite your gay daughter and your daughter that dates a black man and support Black Lives Matter to your wedding? Then what are you? I'll wait. I think these people think, some of these white people think, I haven't lynched anybody. I haven't tarred and feathered someone. I'm not a racist, but they don't see their microaggressions and the things that they do and their language when they think no one's listening. They think it's a just, like Q said, it's, I just did this. I just did that. I just stopped someone from living in my neighborhood. I just used the N-word six times in a rent. I just discriminated against my daughter's boyfriend. Get the F out of here with all this. Like, you don't have to be burning crosses to be a racist, okay? Just like you don't have to be jumping out of bushes to be a rapist. It's the same thing. Like there's levels of it and you're still a racist. Mm -hmm. and the Get thing out of here with that. I can't stand people who think they're the smartest person in the room. Like you think just by saying I'm not a racist that we're just supposed right. to believe this. Like, and right. you know, at the end of the day, at your core, what your beliefs are, you know what you are and what you believe. And we see you but you want to sit up here and tell us that you're not and expect us to believe it. You're not the smartest person in the room, sir. We see you. Bye. All right. Oh, okay. Uh, how do I transition from that story to this one? Uh-oh. Okay. Race to a coon. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Terry Crews. <laughs> Terry Crews took to Twitter on Wednesday and randomly said, the best thing about being uninvited to the cookout is you never drank the Kool-Aid. Twitter had a field day in response to this post. One person tweeted, my friend just called Terry <coughs> Crews Jim Crow, and they spelled it G-Y-M, and I may never recover. Another tweet says, you never drank the Kool-Aid, but it sounds like your milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Oh, my God. Oh. And check out this tweet. Who drinks Kool-Aid at a cookout? Who's making that much Kool-Aid? A case of Huggies and some off-brand sodas from the food line is what you'll it's find. Good That's right. What are your thoughts on, on Terry Coots? And can you believe how much damage he's done to his career from the man we love to see in those Friday movies and white chicks to where he is now? Like he just keeps digging himself into a deeper hole. So for me, it's one thing to have your beliefs and, and, and think whatever you believe with this whole whitewashing of thoughts. It's another to purposely antagonize black people. There you go. And that's what it is that he is doing. Like he... You know, he's got this Raven Simone, Alfonso Ribeiro thing going on where he realizes black people don't really mess with him now. And now he's internalizing that he wants to antagonize people. Um, you know, I, I had a thought one time and I wondered how much of Terry Cruz's um, uh, whitewashing has to do with him trying to make his wife comfortable because he has a white wife. And I was just curious. I don't know, and it may have nothing to do with nothing, but I was just wondering how much of him trying to water down and whiten himself was about her comfortability. Al, what do you think? 
I'm torn here because I've actually hung out with Terry Crews and his wife, and I really enjoyed those two. Uh, they're both sensible. They're both fun. Um, she is just a delight. Um, but I do believe Q hit something. I think Terry Crews uh, is doing this intentionally. The From the Black Lives Matter movement to the strip club analogy, uh, what's that strip club? Magic Magic City in Atlanta, which has put him in hot water all the way to antics like this. I just think he pushes those buttons in order to get pressed, to be honest. And let me tell you something. The thing that upsets me the most is that people reward him for that. He's on one of the number one shows on television today as a host because of this foolery. Unfortunately, like I said the other day with Candace Owen, when you find black people that are willing to go down these roads, even if it's unintentional, I I feel like at first he was trying to defend himself, but his defense was terrible and he just made it worse. I feel like you need a black publicist to help you craft these tweets. I felt like at first he was trying to be like, no, y'all, y'all got me wrong. But I think now he just says, F it, I'm just going to go with it. And now he does antagonize. Um, Right. He's never going to be without a job if he keeps doing it because there is a part portion of the white entertainment of the entertainment business that likes black people that do this kind of stuff, unfortunately. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to talk about Honey Boo Boo and she got her a whole black boyfriend. Okay, Uh we'll be right back. Come on, Boo Boo. Welcome back to TGIF. We're going to let Al swallow his meat real quick before we get started. I can't stand none of my clothes. This is a hostile work environment, HR. Joyce! (laughs) Somebody! (laughs) First of all, you are chewing on a live broadcast meat, and we're just asking you to swallow, that's all. Oh my God. Y'all gonna be be glad I got religion because y'all are pushing me now when I snap. That explains that gift wrap around your collar. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. We're ready. Oh, thank you. Thank you for joining us. All right. Um, we got to get into this Honey Boo Boo story, okay? Uh, first and foremost, Honey Boo Boo, or should I say Alana Thompson, is tired of y'all calling her Honey Boo Boo, and she's tired of you trolls coming for her new relationship. Now, Alana, who is now 16 years old, has been uh, allegedly dating 20-year-old college student Draylen Carswell. Uh, six months has been going on. Now, the couple reportedly made it to Facebook, made it Facebook official in March, and her fans are concerned about her alleged love life. One person posted, Honey Boo Boo is 16 years old, dating a 20-year-old college student, and her older sister approves her relationship. Someone take the little girl away from that family, for real, for real. Another fan says, like, as a 20-year-old, what the F do you want from a 16-year-old sophomore in high school? To add to the story, Alana lives in Georgia, and the age of consent is 16. Do you think fans are just having a hard time seeing her grow up? Because, you know, we don't like to see our child stars, you know, grow up. What do y'all think about this story? So listen, you've got the real world and then you've got Georgia. (laughs) And in the real world, I would have all types of issues with this, right? But I think it's pretty on trend for Georgia. (laughs) Like if you go to those little backwoods country places, this is normal culture. I mean, Look at her mama. Look at her. Look at that shack that was in the back of her. Look at Sugar Bear. 
her daddy. Look at look at that shack. <laughs> what do you expect from somebody who got one of those in their backyard? Again, there's the real <laughs> world, and then there's Georgia. Okay, this is very on trend for Georgia. Speaking of that, top, top what is what are the bottom four states in America? Mississippi's number one. No. Uh, yes. Oh Miss- yes, Mississippi all day long. Mississippi. Uh, Mississippi, Alabama, oh. Georgia. Mississippi, mm-hmm. Alabama, Georgia, and Louisiana. Louisiana and Florida. Oh, y'all, y'all tripping? Y'all tripping? Florida, I can't. I can't Florida ain't Carolina. Now we ain't talking about the black folks there. We talking about the shenanigans that go on. How they last in education, number Uh-oh. one in obesity, last Uh-oh. in healthcare, last in teeth. Like First there's a lot poverty. of things. Exactly. Okay. Well, I, you and know, the- I, I'm not. I'm not going to participate in putting nobody's state down. What I will say though, this is what <laughs> concerns me about Honey Boo Boo, and this is really serious. Um, Honey Boo Boo turned 16. She only turned 16 on August 28th of this year. She was 15 when she started dating this 20-year-old African-American male. Young man, you better watch out because if anybody wanted to do a retroactive uh, enforcement on you having an inappropriate affair with an underage woman for the state of Georgia, you're in trouble. They probably have a a beautiful child because... Oh, they make the best looking babies. They make sometimes, the best babies. I got sometimes, a question though. Sometimes two wrongs do make a right. I'm just I got a question. Right. Y'all get mad when Kim Kardashian and them go out and get the black men's, but is y'all mad when Honey Boo Boo for boys? <laughs> 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 is, is that how that works? Y'all only get mad with the pretty girls get them because Honey Boo Boo got her one of the brothers and ain't nobody said nothing about the white women taking all our men. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, speaking of getting penis. Oh, well, Oh, Tyson wow. Gilbert of uh, Cokerville Putnam, official uh, County Tennessee, led police officers on a wild chase uh, through counties in Tennessee. And during the chase, he cut his penis off and threw it out of his car window. Now, a Tennessee highway patrolman was the first to see that Gilbert had mutilated himself after seeing him driving naked while covered in blood. Gilbert said he cut it off because he heard voices on the radio tell him <laughs> that it would save the world. Now he was taken into custody and transferred to Vanderbilt University Medical Center, though it is not known if his appendage was retrieved for reattachment. What are your thoughts on this crazy story involving a penis? Saving the world brings a new definition to super sperm. I mean, he must have got that super, super. You know what's so sad? He was a, he was an attractive white guy with his little thin lip self. Um, <laughs> you horny. He was giving me a, he was giving me a Heath Ledger tea. Put the picture back up. Look, Ow, he, if he combed that, they comb that hair and get that mange out of it and clear them, clear them mites out of it. He was like, here nor there. Um, mental illness <laughs> is real. Mental illness is real. Y'all know I, I I've shared. I, I have a brother that's schizophrenic. That 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 you know his his heard voices and, and thankfully. The voices have never led him to do anything like that. Um, this is not, not a laughing matter for me um, because I live with this. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just think it's, 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 it's unfortunate. Um, you know, too bad the, the voices in the radio didn't tell him to sing along with Luther and Anita Baker. They told him to cut off his dingling. But um, 
Was it a big jingling or a little? Uh, I mean, <laughs> you're like, so gross. First of all, this is, I, I refuse to believe that this is just mental illness. This whole story pissed me off, and let me share why. First of all, I don't think it's mental illness. I think it's great drugs, okay? Great drugs will have you hearing shit, doing shit that you have no business doing. But let me share with you why this really pissed me off. Now, Elijah McClain, who's 5'6 and 140 pounds, you're going to kill him. But this gentleman right here in a car chase, they went through six different jurisdictions, meaning they started out with the state trooper uh, following him, and then five other cop cars in the different districts uh, districts started to chase him to, to put him, to, you know, to catch him. Now, for Almost one hour, they chased this young man. They put down spike strips. He ran over the first one that was at the county of Cookville. They put down another spike trip when he went to the Nashville uh, county. They put down the third one, and he missed the third uh, spike trip where they put down a thing to, to blow your tires out. It wasn't until he reached Alexandra Walltown Police uh, Township that they boxed him in because he was riding on the rims. If that was a black person, I I promise you, he wouldn't have made it out of the first town of Cupville. This pisses me off. And I come on, Minister Farrakhan. Come on, Farrakhan. We got well, okay. We we, we like this piss me off. Al, How you want to drive? Al, 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 we gotta go. We gotta go commercial. We we Mr. we get Farrakhan, Calm down. We'll be right back. <laughs> we'll be right back. All right, guys. Before we dive in, into the next story, if any of our soulmates have been affected by Hurricane Ida, our thoughts and prayers are with you and your families, and also all up and down the East Coast. The way it affected Philadelphia and and, and New York was just just mind blowing. So our thoughts and prayers are with you. All right, moving on. An NBC News correspondent was reporting the news live on a beach in the Gulf Coast of Mississippi when he was rudely interrupted and confronted by a white heckler who demanded he report accurate news. Now we have a clip. Take a look. Is still going there. I think we even have a random person going around. You know, I'm going to turn this way because, you know, we deal with some people every once in a while. But now we have an update to the story. The fugitive who attacked and screamed at the reporter was arrested in Ohio yesterday. The U.S. Marshals busted 54 year old Benjamin Dagley after seeing him leave a store at a Dayton shopping plaza with the same white truck he used during Money's attack. What are your thoughts on this story, Al? Um, I thought that good. Good. I'm glad that we are holding these people, especially white people, accountable for their disrespect towards us. And this is an example, and it's sending a message. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm glad that he was arrested. I'm glad he's held accountable for attacking that young man. Um, was do y'all feel this was racially motivated? Because uh, I'm I'm just lost on what set this man off. Like you didn't, you you were on the defensive and you didn't even know what the heck the news story was. That's true. I mean, I don't know what his problem was. I think he just wanted attention. It happens all the time in news, you know? Okay. All right, moving on. Um, what would y'all do though? Well, before we move on, what would y'all do if you were on camera, on air, and someone just came to attack you? Lose my job and my religion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a man first before I'm a news reporter. You're not finna get physical with me. And my and if my employer did something about it, I'd sue the hell out of them. All right, moving on. A Michigan couple has been ordered to pay over $30,000 for throwing out their son's pornography collection. David Workin, a 43-year-old man, filed a lawsuit against his parents 
after realizing that they threw out his extensive collection of X-rated films, magazines, and more. Now, his father informed him via email that he did him a favor by getting rid of everything. Are you surprised that this case even went to court, Al? Well, not surprised because the son had a valuable porn collection that he had been saving for a very long time. This is, is, a, is an example of hiring the wrong lawyer and the, the lawyer using the wrong case. The lawyer for the parents said or argued that they were the landlords and because they were the landlords, they had the right to throw it out because he abandoned it. But in the state of Michigan, landlords do not have the right to dispose of your private property, even if you were a, a resident of their home or of their apartment building. What do you think? I just want to know what type of porn was on that. <laughs> I mean, especially considering that in these days and times, there's so much free porn out there. And you can still look up some of the vintage stuff on Pornhub and all that other type of stuff. I'd just be curious to know what type of uh, uh, stuff he had on there that made it that valuable. To file a lawsuit against your parents for this, though, is just like... It's, it's, it was a collectible. It was a collectible. And he had toys. He had toys that were the first toys that came out when toys first started. So they had expert witnesses that valued the, the goods. He had it uh, insured because of its value. They wow. mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Before we end tonight's show, we're going to play a game of Free Your Mind. I'll give you a topic and you have 10 seconds to name five things that go with that topic. For example, if the topic was Fox Soul. Oh, okay. Oh, a graphic. Okay. Now, for example, if the topic was Fox Soul, five things that immediately come to mind are Cocktails of Queens, TGIF, the Tammy Mack Show, the Book of Sean, and the Black Report. Okay, that's just an example. The person that goes first will choose who goes after them. Are y'all ready to play Free Your Mind? Let's do it. And the rest will follow. All right, let's get 10 seconds on the clock. All right, Funky, we're going to go to you first this time. All right, name five things that come to mind when you hear the word sex. You have 10 seconds, go. Threesome, condom, lube, fleet, poppers. That was easy, you got time on the clock left over. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, Al, we're gonna go to you. Name five things that come to mind when you hear the word infidelity, go. Um, Good sex, passion, night crawling, good sex, passion, night crawling. Lying, naming them a different name in your phone saved. All right, all right. Funky, name five things that come to mind when you hear the name <laughs> Kaya. Go. <laughs> Dusty, busted, disgusted, broke, raggedy van, AARP, flop, saggy basset hound titties, ghetto, bad breath, gold teeth, broke down, homeless. <laughs> Cockeyed grandchild, uh, one hit wonder. Uh, <laughs> you you way past ten seconds. Okay, okay, okay. And I'll name five things that come to mind when you hear the name Star Jones. Go. Um, lawyer, um, articulate, uh, clever, um, great talk show host, um, um, loving. Um, a great cook. Um, sh- love shoes. This is so American struggled to find five things to say quickly. 
All right, guys, I want to thank my co-host Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for joining me tonight. Stick around. Stay tuned for the book of Sean and have a safe and great weekend. We'll see you next week. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.